Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will finish his message, which is titled, This is How I Fight My Battles. This message is a part of the broader Bear Fruit series and continues the focus on the renewing of the mind. The primary text for this message is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. So if you have your Bibles, please turn there right now, and we will join in with Pastor Chuck. So what is a stronghold? A stronghold. I want to want to bring this in because that's what the enemy pulling that he wants to create strongholds for us. They're fortified places, places that are difficult to access. And so he wants to create a fortified place so you don't access the promises of God. He wants to create a fortified place around you, around your heart, around your mind, so you don't access the power of God. He wants to create a fortified place so all you'll look around and see, all around, is you'll think that you'll see the enemy encamped on the round. But I want to call you back to the prophet and what he did for his servant. He says, go look again. And the prophet, the servant came back and said, I just see all of this army around. He says, go look again. And when he looked again, he saw the armies of the Lord encamped around the enemy. I want to help you get unstuck. I want you to know that this means war. And the commander of heaven's army, the Lord of hosts, has already dispatched his angels, his generals, his warriors to fight on your behalf. And so you lean into Exodus 14, verse 14. Just be silent because the Lord is fighting for you. Do not fear. This means war. It's time that we become more trained up in righteousness and take our minds back. Take the health of our family back. Take the health of this community back. This means war. So Jesus, watch this. Here's why this is important. Because if Jesus had to do it, you don't get a pass. Jesus, where after he had fasted 40 days, Matthew chapter 4, after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was led into the wilderness. He was led into the wilderness. And in that place, the enemy came and tempted him three times. And every time, watch this, the fight plan that Jesus had that brought forth not only his victory in that moment, but our victory for every moment are these three words. It is is written and that's why family it's important for us to do whatever we need to be sober and vigilant, to be focused on getting in God's holy word and staying in his presence whatever we have to do to be disciplined again that's not illegal immoral and proper to stay in this word to access this victory because we need to look at the enemy in the face when he tries to put these strongholds on us and say it is written It is written, family. He's recorded. He's recorded our plan of success already in his holy word. As much, listen, as much and most importantly, hear me clearly, as much and most importantly, the Bible is about the story of our great and mighty God. Jesus said in Luke 24, he says, the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms, they all testify about me. It is a testament of our great and mighty God. But within that testament, there is also a strategy and a blueprint that he gives us for triumph. 
We first of all, we triumph in his great name because he's our source. And we take this holy word and, and, and work it exactly. We work the word because the word works. We do exactly what it tells for us to do. And we walk in the victory that it says it will provide. When we do it God's way, we get God's results. So let me ask you this question. Can we expect to experience the mighty works of God without engaging and equipping ourselves with the mighty word of God? Let me ask you that question. Can we expect to experience the mighty works of God without engaging and equipping ourselves with the mighty word of God? Second Timothy chapter three, I would love for you to take a moment to look at that. Second Timothy chapter three talks about this where he says, uh, what will happen in the last days? And this was happening back then. And I just want to read it for you very quickly. He says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. And the Apostle Paul saying to the Corinthian church, this is what's happening. They're coming to preach a false doctrine and you're turning away from the one who saved and redeemed you and set you free. You're turning away from the great gospel that Jesus provided. Don't be fooled. So then he says, verse 10, he says, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. Even whatever you're enduring right now, whatever struggle, whatever trial, whatever tribulation, yet from them all, the Lord deliver you. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I may have problems, but my problems don't have me. I may have struggles, but my struggles don't have me. I may have trials, but my trials don't have me. Verse 12, he said, indeed, watch this, indeed, all who desire, we need to have a renewed mind. So our desire for the Lord comes back and be positioned rightly within our hearts and minds, within our souls. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto the first that we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Family, this is what we should be striving for. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, a godly life in Christ Jesus. Is that not what the Apostle Paul said, what his source is to the pulling down of strongholds in God? That's where you're able to do it in God, in his strength, in his name, in his word. It's through the Lord Jesus that this is able to be accomplished. It's not in my strength or works that I can boast, but it is in his great name, in his great grace, by his great mercy, with his great love that he has for me these strongholds can come down in that wonderful powerful name he says indeed all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted 
While evil people and imposters were going from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, as for you, child of God, as for you, woman of God, as for you, man of God, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from who you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may may be competent and equipped for every good work. Family, my heart's desire for each and every one of you is to be equipped for every good work. Every good work that brings him glory, that's for our good. I want you to be equipped for it. So family, I, I want us to understand why this is important. This means war. We have to, we have to take on these, these, these measures of faith to stay steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Can we expect to experience the mighty works of God without engaging and equipping ourselves with the mighty word of God. So here's some quickly, here's some practical ways real quick. Practical ways real quick and to be able to, again, you heard it already, you know this, Bible reading and studying. Create margin, create better disciplines in order to get into your word daily, to read and whatever you don't understand, ask the Holy Spirit, say, I don't understand this. Give me revelation. Teach me. That's what he comes to do. He came to lead and guide us into all truth. Prayer. Come together and pray every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for the last year, family. We have been praying and seeking his face. Pray. Pray, pray, pray every day. Pray without ceasing as the Bible says. He tells us to rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Prayer is necessary and needed. We learn from Leah, sing his praises. Get a song on your mind, get a song on your heart. Put it on repeat if you had to, but sing the praises and promises of God. The next thing that you want to give thanks. When is the last time you really, 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 really stopped and said, Lord, I thank you. Maybe we need to put more thanksgiving back in our beings. And watch this. Community, faith community, gather with the saints. Find ways to gather with the saints. There's a whole host of ways, and we're all very intelligent enough to figure out. We, we beat every first and third uh, uh, Sundays. We gather online. Uh, we come together in prayer on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have our care groups. We have our Monday and Wednesday night discipleship uh, uh, rhythms for our men and our women. Uh, our little builders gather on Saturday mornings. We have multiple ways that we assemble with the saints so we can be encouraged to love and good work. Because I need you to understand that he is our stronghold. David said it best, Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord holds the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Proverbs tells us the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into our safe. That is our source that gives us the right posture as we fight this good fight of faith. So here's the third thing I want to send us to. Third thing I want to say, this purpose, the apostle's purpose. We'll close with this one, the apostle's purpose. 
Watch this. He says, listen, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete, to punish every disobedience when your obedience. We're ready to punish, to destroy. Why is this important? This is his purpose. I'm getting to that in a second. This is important. This is important because watch this. First John chapter three, verse eight tells us the B part of that says the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works for the devil. We need to destroy the strongholds that are trying to hold us captive because his purpose was to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ who would obey. His purpose then and our purpose now and forever will be obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and our, our adversary so that we could now stand with the right posture, connected to the right source, so we would live out the right kingdom purpose, and that's to obey him. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Seek ye first, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all things would be added unto you. All these things will be added unto you. This provision, this protection, this covering, this care, whatever you need according to, to what I've already promised you and revealed to you, all these things will be added if you seek me first and my righteousness. Obedience. So we have to take every lofty idea or argument down. This loftiness that said, I need to, I need to watch this. Here's one, here's one. I need to, I, in order for this man to stay with me, I need to continue to have sex with him. That's the only way I feel. I got to have sex. I got to do it in order to give it. So I need, I need to conduct. And if he's going to love me and stay with me, then I got to do these things for him. Or watch this. Or maybe as a man, what happened for me, if I was going to be affirmed and approved as a man, I had to be a womanizer. I had to go out and be trying to have sex with every woman that I could have opportunity with. That was a lofty argument. That was a lofty opinion and argument. That was a stronghold on my life that, that even conformed me to this worldly definition of of a man until the Lord saved me and set me free and I realized that this flesh profits us with no good thing unless we are submitting it to the will of the Father and he destroyed that stronghold I pulled it down and said that's not the definition of a man how many times I'm able to have sex with I don't know how many women he says a man is somebody who is accountable and responsible to me so my brother my sister that's not the way to go Maybe you or, or maybe there's a whole host of other opinions or ideas that the enemy would try to do to exalt itself over the knowledge of God. But you need to pull it down. And the only way you're able to pull it down is you got to lift him up in order to pull it down. You have to lift Christ up. And the only way you're able to lift Christ up is you got to know who he is for yourself. And he has taken this holy writ and made it abundantly clear for you to know him and to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our mission statement here at Rebuild, we're seeking as disciples of Jesus Christ to, for ourselves to receive, respond, and reproduce the good news of Jesus Christ in the life of others here in Durham and to the very ends of the world.
But if we're going to be ones who are teaching someone else to receive and to respond and reproduce the good news, we have to do it ourselves. You got to receive his promise, receive his, 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 his understanding of his love for you. You got to receive it and you got to respond to it so we can go out into all the world and let them know how real our God is, how true our God is, how loving our God is, how just he is, how righteous he is, how holy he is, how, how he is the true and living God who loves us with a love that is undying, is unconditional, and it never loses its power. So because of that family, I want you to do what one author says that we should do. We should watch our emotions because our emotions are triggers or excuse not triggers. Our emotions are indicators that will lead us to know if we're starting to drift away or if we're starting to be uh, ensnared by a stronghold. Because they are signals or arguments, he says. He says, your emotions, which can land on you like vague impressions or moods, are usually responses to an argument. Moods don't come out of nowhere. When we are angry, discouraged, depressed, depressed, anxious, self-pitying, fearful, or irritable, it is likely because we are believing something very specific. What are you believing in this season? Do you believe that he can supply all your needs according to the glorious riches that you have in Christ Jesus? Do you believe that he can keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him? Do you believe that the Lord can give you beauty for ashes, that for your mourning, he can give you the oil of joy, that for the spirit of heaviness, he'll give you the armor, uh, garment of praise? Do you believe that he will hide you in his shelter, according to Psalm 91? Do you believe that he's an ever-present help in your time of trouble, according to Psalm 46? Do you believe that he is the true and living God who did everything that was necessary for your salvation. That he lived a perfect and sinless, obedient life to God the Father. That he willingly gave up his life for you. That he was beaten for you. That he was mocked for you. That he was chastised for you. That he hung on a cross for you. That he willingly gave up his life for you. That he defeated the enemy on your behalf, that he defeated sin on your behalf, and he defeated death on your behalf, and that he rose with all power and all authority with his arms wide open to say, daughter, son, will you come to me? All who are heavy laden and burdened, and I'll give your souls rest. All who are labor and are carrying around these weights, do you believe that he's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness? Do you believe? What are you believing? Because your mood, watch this, your mood is an indicator of what you're believing. He says, listen, he says, when we are angry, discouraged, depressed, anxious, self-pitying, fearful, or irritable, it is likely because we are believing something very specific. What are you Believing. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website.
You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck begins a new message about the renewed mind, this time pulling from the book of Proverbs. Thank you.